Welcome to episode number 66 of Take Him With You for May 2nd, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. This week, do you like to receive gifts, preaching at Ocean Shores, and more? Yes, I have a fun story to share about my camera and playing drums, Amy's feelings about my video blog that we will talk about, working internationally, and then on to our big subject for the day, the love language of giving and receiving gifts on, for me, ah, giving and receiving of gifts. Stick around. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. And now it seems that there's a bigger interest in the, the, the recording that I did for Stargazer because the weather is changing. Now people can actually see stars once in a while, or yeah. will be. Yeah, yeah. soon, because of the, the weather getting nicer, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we recently got to speak out at um, a church in Ocean Shores uh, that's about, what, I don't know, about an hour from our house or mm-hmm. so, and uh, we sold like 17 CDs, so that was good. Yeah. So lots of people out there gave away a few CDs and the different services mm-hmm. and stuff, and so hopefully at Ocean Shores they might see the stars once in a while. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They have a lot of clouds, but sure every once there, in a while, when you have a clear day at the ocean, it's just gorgeous. And we actually had blue skies when we were out there preaching. Um, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that because yeah. that's coming up. Okay. On what's going on at uh, our house? At our house. Yeah. We might as well jump into it. Ever since we uh, we started doing the podcast, um, it, it's such a different um, type of animal than moo. Mm, not that kind of an animal. <laughs> I, I meant when you're used to getting up in front. Well, for eleven years or more, around eleven years or so, we were used to um, you know getting up in front of a group of people every week and presenting a message or something like uh-huh. that. And then when well, we did like the trend, twenty years. Because you were a youth pastor for 20 years and then... Yeah. A, anyway. A big pastor. <laughs> a big pastor. Yeah. Big church pastor for a couple. A couple of years. Anyway, yeah. um, now that we're doing the podcast and, and we record our stuff and then put it out, we actually have more people that listen to us, but we don't see them. 
Yeah, not very often. I mean, most of our listeners, I mean, there's some from our local area, but quite a few are from out of town and out of state. and Out, out, of, of, the, out of the country. Yeah. Across and, the pond, as they would say. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really, that's really different for mm-hmm. us. Not that we mind it at all, but it is refreshing every once in a while to be able to go out and share with a group of people live and in front of them and talk with them. Mm-hmm. And we had that opportunity. So what, what went on around our house, we got to get out of our house. Yeah. And we went about an hour away from our, our location here, 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, and we preached out in a place um, called Ocean Shores, which is mm-hmm. right on the coast. It's kind of a, a destination point for a lot of people. Tourists and Tourist, yeah. Tourism, like people in the big cities will come out to Ocean Shores. And it's a little coastal town, in, but they have big convention centers and a lot of like condominiums and resorts and lots of beach. Lots of beach that you can go walk on and collect shells. Which is, and... which is usually cold and windy and rainy, but... Some days it's beautiful. But we actually went out on a beautiful day uh-huh. and... You know, it was still where you probably might have still wanted to wear a sweatshirt on the beach, but it was um, it was clear and it was sunny, and um, yeah, you didn't really get to see the beach much because yeah. they ended up being short a drummer. Oh, and, you mean, okay. Well, here's how it went. I, we did yeah. two services on Sunday morning. They have mm-hmm. an eight thirty or no, an, a nine thirty and an eleven o'clock service mm-hmm. in the morning at uh at the church facility, and then their third service is held at a coffee uh, shop. In the downtown Ocean Shores, mm-hmm. it's like a bookstore during the week, and yeah, then right, and yeah. and so the morning services had a worship band, and then the evening service also had one that was a little more, um, I don't know, a little more rocky. I think I would say with you on the drums. Well, here's the deal: is they, <laughs> my wife volunteered me to play drums. Well, their their drummer didn't show up. Well, here's how it worked: we were downtown. I was still in my slacks and my uh, shirt and everything, dress shirt, dress shirt yeah. and. I needed to change for the evening service because it was more this, casual. This was funny. So I pull, I, we, <laughs> we pull up at this place like two hours before it starts. Yeah. And there's these people sitting there and, and I thought, well, maybe they'll let me change clothes there. You know, so I pull up and I start talking to this lady and ask if I can change clothes. And she's giving me the weirdest look. And she goes, well, I guess you could. Where are you from? You know, we're, well, we're from Aberdeen. And she's just, she's kind of like wondering, what the heck are these people? She didn't realize that I was the guest speaker that night. Yeah. <laughs> when we kind of figured they're probably in the band, you know, which they were, and, you know, getting there early to practice. So, so as I'm changing my clothes in the bathroom at the, the coffee house, uh-huh. they uh, Amy finds out, you find out. I find that out their drummer. Their drummer went... is in Portland and yeah. not coming home for the evening. Yeah. And she goes, oh, my husband plays drums. Well, they asked if anybody played drums and were looking at us. And I go, well, my husband plays everything. (laughs) But you do. (laughs) You play every instrument. I'm going to try to play the cello here soon. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, didn't we found out the friends? We have a couple that, of friends. Actually, we have a few friends that have well, cellos. And... The the people we went out to lunch with, their son plays cello. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Cello. Not jello. I said, cello. Your uh, phone's ringing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so I was roped into playing drums. And Catherine and I, um, I got roped into going roped you didn't roped, get roped into going window shopping with her she found uh, yeah, a, yeah. a sweatshirt store that had tie-dye sweatshirts that she had to try on about five sweatshirts and so i got to play clothes. drums and get sore because i played for like we practiced all the songs two or three times and then did yeah. the service and Catherine and i walked to the beach 
Yeah, but it was a really great time. We had a great time meeting all the folks out there, and I, I think the message was relevant. I did a, a message called You Be Jesus, and it was very, um, I don't know, it was timely for everything. I thought it worked out really, really well. I Actually, you can listen to the, to the message if you'd like to, um, and I can tell you how. You just go to www.takehimwithyou.com slash podcast slash ubjesus.mp3. Okay. Should I say that? Or put it in the notes? Yeah, put it in the notes, and you might want to say it again, too. All right. It's takehimwithyou.com slash podcast slash ubjesus.mp3. Okay. And they can listen to the message right there, about 45, 48 minutes long, and Mm -hmm. and, uh, has all the stuff in there. And there's a place if you get our newsletter, you can click on the bottom mm-hmm. and probably in and we'll our put notes a link. Too. We'll put a link in our notes for this podcast. And the notes are on www.takehimwithyou.com. Correct. And here's the other cool thing: is you want to see me playing drums on my video blog? You can. My son Andrew videotaped me playing the drums, so you get a hilarious look at me. Mm-hmm. My wife, I go, how's that sound? They're all like, oh, awesome. And my wife says, you really, really loud. Uh, well, I could hear, we were walk, coming back from our walk, and like a block away, I could hear this, boom, 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 boom. How was that? <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> anyway, I played anyway, drums. He was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> he was really loud. Yeah, that's not... I, I noticed that you were doing like the, the speed metal double bass there for a second oh, during only, practice <laughs> that was only like one second and it was not a big deal yeah well anyway i just wanted to make sure that they could hear the song you know like hear the singing and guitars too well it, you did you did really well though once once you finally actually were doing the worship set you played one song was a cutlass song that was just awesome and cutlass you, I, I yeah don't... i think it was cutlass it was like no. soft and then it got you guys did play Cutlass song. Mercy Me is what it was. Well, you did play Cutlass song also. No, we didn't. Or was that in the morning service? It wasn't. It wasn't any service. Well, I saw Cutlass on the bottom of the words. Yeah, I guess. I did on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think you videotaped the um, or recorded the worship set. So no. It was really good though. No, I didn't record it um, because I didn't have the. I wanted to save it for recording the message. Yeah, and I only had so much battery life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like that sometimes. That you only have so much battery life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I okay if I do this, this, and this, and this. That's how much I can fit in the day, and then I kind of like stop having energy. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's what the um, I'll. This is one of the songs we did. I'll play a little bit for you. Kind of cool. Ever since I called your name, you've been with me every day. Even times when I've gone astray, you've been faithful to love me just the same. So anyway, the guy that uh, led worship um, in the evening service is named Colin Coyne. And I believe um, his stuff's on iTunes. You can find it. So it's pretty fun. Oh, and I didn't. I just now realized that you got one of their worship albums. Yeah, he gave me one. Oh, cool. I gave him a Stargazer CD. So you did a trade. Yeah. I, don't know, I probably should have written that down. I did. 
And uh, and then he gave me one of his worship CDs, and it was really good. So anyway, I have that. And it's on iTunes, too. You can get it. It's called Let Love Lead by Colin Coyne. C-O-Y-N-E, I believe. I'm looking to see. Colin and Colin Recording Company in Ocean Shores, Washington. So anyway, he was great. The the worship team on Sunday morning was great too, and mm-hmm. uh, I got to meet the pastor's sister. Okay. She was she was really nice. She was the keyboardist. On yeah, Sunday. keyboardist, and uh, they had a good worship team and stuff. It was fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what we did. We had a great time. And if you want to go to my video blog, you can definitely uh, see some of the stuff. I said hi to the congregation there, and just go to uh, youtube.com slash Rick Moyer seven seven seven. Okay. All right. Cool. So anyway, you thought it went well? Yeah. Okay. I, I I enjoy hearing you preach. We have fun with the podcast, but every once in a while I gotta get your preach on. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't I heard that from other people. They say you you're like different when you preach, man. You're so direct. Well, I just figure, you know, you got a certain amount of time, you present your information and you do it with passion. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So anyway, but it was really funny. I went to get my fancy camera to take a picture of the congregation and and some pictures of the church and the different people that we met and stuff. And I got it out. And guess what? What? I didn't have my flash card in the camera. Oh, well. That is the worst feeling in the whole wide world. When you you get all your equipment, you take your stuff with you and you have it all charged up and you forgot your memory card. Especially when I had to lug it around for you. you Well, that and you're in Ocean Shores. Where are you going to buy a memory card? You got a point there. Yeah. They don't have a whole lot of specialty shops open on a Sunday morning. No, well, no, unless you want a tie-dye sweatshirt. Yeah. You can buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was kind of funny. Uh, the geek in me, I guess. Now, I have a question for you, Amy. Um, I know that um, now that we're doing this all the time and, and are having a blast with it, I started a video blog here about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Where, um, well, just a minute. Let me let me get this on video. Just a second. Oh, see, this is what I don't like. You just just a minute. Just a minute. Me. Don't don't say anything yet. Let me get to it. I gotta go to. Yes, I do. Spring it on you because we want you want the you want your video blog to be spontaneous and fun, and and you know what I mean. So you want your wife grumpy <laughs> on it? <laughs> well, I didn't say that. I mean, come on now. See, I didn't. You didn't give me time to fluff up my hair. You don't need to fluff up your hair. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> I have, I have, um, not helmet head, but I have earphone head. Yeah, it's not working. Just a minute. Let's it try says and, connecting, connecting. This is not that, connecting. What's the deal? That little circle that keeps on going around. We'll try it again. Don't you get tired of that little circle? I get that on a lot. on um, on YouTube. On no, whenever I like, I'm waiting for a page to download for my job. Here we go. I see that little circle. And are you working? It still says connecting. Oh man! And here I wanted to do a video blog. And you know that's just fine with me if it doesn't work. <sighs> <laughs> okay, well let's talk about it for a moment because you don't seem to really like the video blog very much. Um, it's probably not my favorite. So tell me why you don't like it. Well, like, well, it's not just the video blog. It's like Skype and everything. Like the other day I was sitting down doing my computer job and for some reason, since I was working at home, I decided, well, I'm just going to take the the morning kind of easy and I'm going to do part of my work in my pajamas (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so I'm there on the couch, my hair in a ponytail, unbrushed, and you know I'm in my jammies. And he goes, "Hey, come say hi to Meds and Natalie." And I'm going, "What?" <laughs> oh, you mean our friends from England? <laughs> yes, and I mean I was excited to say hi to them, but I really wish that you wouldn't have had the the web camera on already without telling me because I would have liked to like brush my hair and put on some real clothes are you, first. Are you trying to say to me, and just, just trying to get this right here, are are you trying to say to me, are, are you trying to say to me that you would wish that I would tell you before turning the camera on? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm i not trying to say I don't want people to think I'm the most vain person in the world because I think, you know, I'm pretty You're natural. You're so vain. No. I bet you think this song is about you. You're so vain. No, okay. Well, anyway, I, I'm not the most vain She's woman. Vain. I'm pretty natural. I don't have to have like a ton of makeup on and my no. hair like no. all foofy all the time. Yeah. But... It'd be nice if I can at least not be in my jammies with my hair unbrushed, you know. I I just think it'd be nice to be warned when you're going to turn on the camera. Product I, placement. Yeah, we don't get a cent for that, by the way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so the, you're saying that we should have some type of webcam um, etiquette. I I actually thought that we should have this bright light that lights up when you're recording with the camera, and then they I have can... that at radio stations. I could get one of those that every time I the cam starts up, it does actually have a light on it. Yeah, this little tiny microscopic light, amber light. Yeah, it's red mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yes, you have like some red green issues, but it's red. <sighs> it's amber. It's red. Well, I can't show anybody because uh, it's on the camera itself, so it won't work <laughs> to show you. But yeah. anyway, okay, so so I do this, this uh, every day I do this video blog. And, um, you know, listen, or is it viewership? Viewership, I don't know. It goes back and forth. Sometimes, you know, like only 10 people will look at it. And other days, 50-some. If we do some kind of scandalous thing like you and I are breaking up or or I put something naughty in the in the subject naughty. line. Well, you, you know, something that implies. No, it just implies naughty things. And then people <laughs> go to it to see it. I guess we should just do all of them like that. And then we get huge viewership. What do you think? We could label this one voyeurism in the house of the Moyers. Um, and I bet I, you, I'm going to try it. I'm going to put that down and see how many people go know, to the website. No, no, you're not. What? No. Why not? No. I could, I could uh, like X and O's, like, you know, kisses and hugs, XOXOXO. I could just put XXX. No. And I bet you we get tons of hits on our video blog. No. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, yeah, and then I wonder how many churches you're going to get asked to speak at again. Hey, I bet, you, I bet you some of those on the edge churches would want me to come. They'd say, hey, get that guy over here. He's got to talk about what he's doing. Yeah, no. And speaking of that, good. before before we get done with our video blog, as we're recording our actual podcast, um, let's talk uh, about something that's really, really cool. For the very first time the other day, now I've done this with um, with Treks and Sci-Fi podcasts where I've gotten together with friends from all around the world to record about science fiction. But for the mm-hmm. very first time in my business of Moyer Multimedia, where I do background musics, uh, musics? <laughs> musics, background music and narration and audio and all this stuff, creative stuff, um, I had my first um, conference for business. 
Yes, you did. I Skyped with uh, my friend Meds from England who wrote a short mm-hmm. story called, uh, what is it called? <laughs> it, <laughs> is it Jolly Come the Swagman? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he's written a story that I'm producing the music and the narration for. And then S- Stefan Sonak, who is the uh, owner of the Martians Are Here podcast, he actually uh, was on the conference call as well to give his two cents on the direction of where... We- we were taking the story production-wise, and so we chatted for about two hours, and I think I laughed so hard it wasn't even funny. You know what I think is neat, too, is um, <laughs> the the lady who's doing the artwork for the podcast, the Martians Are Here podcast, um, she's from Indonesia, yeah. so it's just kind of like... And I think uh, Stefan's daughter's even helping with the, with the artwork, yeah. the posters and stuff, and... Yeah, and they're from Australia and Indonesia. So it's weird because Australia is 13 hours ahead of us mm-hmm. here in Aberdeen. And England is eight hours ahead. So yeah. both of my friends live in the future and I live and we live in the past. Well, and the odd thing is, is like you were talking at 10 in the morning. No, it was about noon my time. Okay. Cause it was well, noon my time. It was like quarter to six or I mean, it was around 6 a.m. Um, Stefan's time and it was around 10 o'clock at night. Um, on meds time. So it's a challenge to get everyone awake at the same well, time. Well, I feel bad for Stefan because he has to get up at the crack of dawn. He doesn't yeah. have to, I guess. We could always do it different, but then that makes meds really late. Mm-hmm. And he's got to get up early to go to work and he's got a little one. Of course, Stefan has a whole bunch of kids at home too, so... I guess uh, his wife woke up. She wrote a little thing on Facebook and said she woke up to him laughing because we were we were cutting it up. It was yeah. How much fun to be able to work and have fun at the same time? That's a that's a good thing. I I like that quote. Find something that you love to do, and then you never have to work a day in your life. Well, I don't know about that quote. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I mean, well, I believe that. I mean, as far as as your attitude is concerned, but I'm telling you what. It's a lot of work. Uh, when you work for yourself, like we mm-hmm. do, we started to work for ourselves. I mean, you work for a company, but yeah. I, I work, you know, I am the company. So um, it's it's a lot of, I mean, the buck stops with me. If I, if, if I do employee evaluations, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but there is like long days sometimes. But if it's something you enjoy doing, then then it can be fun work, though. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not fun work. I'm just saying it's still a lot of work. Yeah. I end up working many more hours than I would if I just worked for somebody else. But that's okay. Yeah. So we're going to end our video part of the blog. Everybody on the video blog, have a great day. Enjoy. And uh, let us know what you're thinking of our of my video blog. I know what my wife thinks. <laughs> I'm not sure about it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you later. Okay. I am going to put that title on this. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, 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 it's going to no, be no, Voyeurism no. XXX no, at the Moyer's no, house. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, let's see. We need to go on. Uh, let me play you a real quick promo for uh, Med's new um, story that's coming up on The Martians Are Here. Yeah, and you get to hear some of the music that, that I wrote for it and some fun there. And we'll be right back after that to, to go into our words of wisdom for the day. Find out what's going on in Joseph's life. Coming soon to the Martians Are Here podcast, a special audio presentation from guest writer Simon Meddings. What's a jolly swagman? This is the Outback you've never seen before. Pulling up outside his house, Robert's jaw dropped open. His front windows were black. They were normally dusty, but not black. 
Clamoring from his vehicle, he edged closer to his home and strained hard to examine the glass panels. The closer he got, the more obvious what the black was. It wasn't paint or dirt. It was flies. Once a Jolly Swagman, coming soon to the Marshall Year Podcast. Anyway, Med's um, story, his name is Simon Meddings. We call him Meds. That's what he likes to be called. Anyway, his story is coming out very, very soon. And uh, you'll be able to hear that over at themartiansarehere.com. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, before we get into the words of uh, wisdom today, because we're going through the life of Joseph in Genesis chapter 40-something or another. What chapter are we on? We're on 41 now. Okay, and we're going to find out a little bit more mm-hmm. about what happens with Joseph's life. Uh, anyway, before we get into that, um, I wanted to thank everyone that has given to the podcast lately. Uh, donations are down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we've had some folks that give on a, on a regular basis, and that's been really helpful to us. And those folks have, have continued to do so. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, though, we would have folks that would... Um, would send in a a, a one time a one time gift yeah. and it really really helped us because mm-hmm. helps us uh, pay for the web space and the I mean our web space is donated by somebody I I, I don't mean to say it pays for that but we have um, we have other things that we pay for for the podcast yeah um, and then of course our bills we we give all of our time and everything into this and uh, Amy works for another company that makes money that so we can pay bills. I do some work on the side, like I've got a, a job to do on a website here later today, and I take pictures, and I do all sorts of stuff, and, and that's how I earn some of the money to help uh, pay the mm-hmm. bills here too. But we rely a lot on your generous donations. So if you get a chance and you really like what we're doing, you know, 5 10 20 some people send in 200 300 $400 for us. And that has really helped at the right time. Yeah, pays a PUD bill or a, well, yeah, not, you yeah, know, like our bills like just that. went up. Our PUD bill went up. Our water bill went up. A bunch of different things. And you know, when you when you work for yourself and and you're doing a podcast for free for everybody and doing a lot of stuff, well, that takes some um, you know getting used to. And it's really helpful. So if you feel led to help us out, we would really appreciate it. I don't like begging for money, even though that's what it sounds like I'm doing. Um, it would be really cool. You can go to PayPal. Uh, actually, if you go to takehimwithyou.com and click on Donate, it's got a PayPal page for us. And you can just mm-hmm. click on that and go through the stuff, fill out the stuff, and send it in. And we'd really appreciate that. We've even got people have sent us checks in the mail. And our address is 911 Chico Lane, Aberdeen, Washington, 98520. You can find that at takehimwithyou.com mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but we'd really, really appreciate it if that's something that you want to do and you feel led to do. If, if the podcast means anything to you, just remember this. It costs money to put it out, and it's our time. 
Yeah, and I have to take time off work to do it, so I'm right. not making money <laughs> when we're doing it. Right. So, so. yeah. Yeah. And, okay. So that's good. And you too, because you take a couple of days off to do the podcast where I don't do all the other stuff that I should be doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other stuff that makes money. So yeah. that's okay. Ultimately, but, I'd love to be able to just do the full the podcast full time and and do all the creative and just for the podcast. But um, I do enjoy working with other creative folks and being involved in projects. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. You've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Working on it is fun to do what I love to do. Podcast too. Yeah. Yep, I agreed. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. So, and we're very grateful for all those that support us in prayer and with finances. Thank you very, very much. We may not say it very often. We we're we're not a podcast that reads the donate uh, people that donate over the air, over the air, over the podcast. Not because we don't appreciate you, but because of the nature of the show, we don't want to embarrass anybody and we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. But just suffice it to say, if you have sent a donation in or if you prayed for us or you're just thinking about us during the week, we really appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. And thanks for all the people who've given us work, too. Yeah, that's, that's been that's a really big awesome. blessing. Yeah. You know, if you have a, a podcast that you need some music for or some mm-hmm. narration for or a website you need help with. Um, thanks for. Yeah. Well, we we will work. Yes. We're, we will work for food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get into words of wisdom now here on Take Him With You. All right. We're in Genesis from the Message Bible, chapter oh, chapter forty one, verse forty one. So Pharaoh commissioned Joseph. I'm putting you in charge of the entire country of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his finger and slipped it on Joseph's hand. He outfitted him in robes and the best linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He put the second-in-command chariot at his disposal, and he rode. And as he rode, people shouted, Bravo! Joseph was in charge of the entire country of Egypt. Pharaoh told Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but no one in Egypt will make a single move without your stamp of approval. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph an Egyptian name, Zapaneath Paniah, which means God speaks and he lives. He also gave him an Egyptian wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potpharah, the priest of On. And Joseph took up his duties over the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he went to work for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. As soon as Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he began to work in Egypt. During the next seven years of plenty, The land produced bumper crops. Joseph gathered up the food of the seven good years in Egypt and stored the food in cities. In each city, he stockpiled surplus from the surrounding fields. Joseph collected so much grain, it was like the sand of the ocean, that he finally quit keeping track. Joseph had two sons born to him before the years of the famine came. Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On, was their mother. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh, which means forget, saying, God made me forget all my hardships and my parental home. He named his second son Ephraim, double prosperity, saying, God has prospered me in the land of my sorrow. Then Egypt's seven good years came to an end, and the seven years of famine arrived. Just as Joseph had said, All the countries experienced famine. Egypt was the only country that had bread. When the famine spread throughout Egypt, the people called out in distress to Pharaoh, calling for bread. He told the Egyptians, Go to Joseph. Do what he tells you. 
As the famine got worse all over the country, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold emergency supplies to the Egyptians. The famine was very bad. Soon the whole world was coming to buy supplies from Joseph. The famine was bad all over. And there you go. That's your words of wisdom. We get to see a little bit more into Joseph's life. He went from being in prison and and wrongly accused and all sorts of yucky things going on to being the leader, the second-hand man in Egypt and coming up with a wonderful plan to feed the country during its time of famine. Mm-hmm. I love the name of his sons. That is interesting, huh? Yeah. His one Manasseh meant to forget. Mm-hmm. So he's putting his past behind him, forgot the hardships and the hard times. And Ephraim. And Ephraim meant double prosperity. Which, so that's like very a, cool. That you know, he's forgetting and now he's being blessed. We need to do a whole a whole series on that. Yes, I'll I th- take him with you. Yeah, I think we need to spend a few weeks just going through this. Um, the whole story and how it relates to failure and success mm-hmm. in our lives. And patience, because yes. yeah. I think when we first started reading this story, um, Joseph was, what, 17? Yeah, now he's 30. Now he's 30. <laughs> and it's taken a long time for things to work out for him. Yeah, it's taken a long time, and yet um, I remember right after his brothers betrayed him, it said, but God was with him. Yeah. And, and that's so, something we all have to remember, that we all go through seasons in life. But um, we have to remember that God is with us during those times, even mm-hmm. though we don't feel like it. <laughs> My brother one time said something. That, what did he say? That, that um, sometimes when you're in the valley, it's the time of um, the most growth. And I said, yeah, that's because in the valleys where the cows are going to the bathroom, <laughs> there's lots of fertilizer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, well, (laughs) I think a better a better example might be that wine, a good wine takes time to ferment and the grapes get squished and they go through a real pressing process. And then when they come out on the other end, they're a fine wine. Fine wine. Suffer. Are we supposed to wine in the middle of being pressed? Wine. You get it? I don't know. (laughs) All right. We better get on with life here. Yeah. We'll be right back and we're going to get into the subject for today. Today's subject is out of the five love languages, we're going to be talking about the giving and receiving of gifts called, uh, for me, aww. Aww. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. This is my friend uh, Jeff Job from Canada, and mm-hmm. he does a great um, podcast. If you're into NASCAR racing, IndyCar racing, and stuff like that, you really enjoy his podcast. Plus, he's got another podcast called uh, What's uh, What's in Jeff's Basement. He's a collector of Star Wars and Star Trek memorabilia and stuff like that. It's, he's he's a really cool guy. You can uh, find out more about Jeff by going to www.jeffjob j o b b dot com, and uh, he's got a great blog that he writes. And uh, he's a good friend. I talk to him every week, and uh, Always share music with him, and we talk back and forth and encourage each other, pray for each other, and he's a great guy. So check out Jeff. He's an awesome friend. Is he not? Yeah, you guys have a great time, and I got to watch a video not that long ago mm-hmm. that Jeff was on. And yeah, talked Peg, about Peg Warmers. 
talked about geeky things like collecting and collecting sci-fi stuff. The DVD is called Peg Warmers, and you can find out more by just typing that into Google, Peg Warmers. Mm-hmm. And you'll find the DVD, and he's on it. My friend Jeff is famous. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's a great, he's a, a wonderful uh, blessing to our podcast, and just a real encouragement, encouragement and supporter of the podcast. So thanks, Jeff. Okay, what was I going to say? Oh, that's so funny. Right before we went to the break, there, um, we're hearing this funny sound. We're looking all over the place, and my wife starts to talk. I had to re, I had to edit this because as I was pushing record, she's going, "Oh, it was stripey in the litter box." <laughs> Scratch, 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 scratch. <laughs> oh, that would be just classic as we're doing the podcast to hear this cat come and take a dump on the... Well, okay, you can edit that out too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny though. It's, we do this from our living room, so what What can I say? And well, our family room. Yeah. Family room, and that's yeah. where one of the cat litter boxes is, as you really wanted to know that. You know, you? we don't need to put this on the podcast. Really that's don't. real life. Okay, let's get into our subject for the day. We're going to talk about... The giving and receiving of gifts, uh, one of the five love languages, and we'll get to that right now. As we've been learning the five love languages, basically the premise behind this is um, author Gary Chapman of The Five Love Languages, A Secret to Love That Lasts, has written five different ways that people receive love. And, and the book was written as a result of finding out what your spouse or your boss or your kids or whoever you have relationships with, finding out what their love language is so that you can better communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And in this particular one, um, we've already we've already gone through a few of them. We're on our third love language now, the one that happens to be my love language. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I have been learning about each other even more than we, you know, being married almost 24 years now, you would think we would know each other. Oh, there's always mysteries to unfold. Yes, there are. <laughs> you would think that you knew your spouse or you, you, if you've been with somebody for a long time, you think you would know. But um, no, sometimes you don't. And I was surprised to find out. I thought that her love language was what we covered last week called quality time. And it was not. That was not mm-hmm. her number one uh, love language. It, it was my number two. Right. Well, and the interesting thing is, is I thought it was quality time too. But then as I took the quiz, um, I realized that my idea of quality time was sitting on the couch holding hands or going on a walk holding hands. And, it, and it, my quality time usually had something to do with cuddling and hugging. Yeah, because I'm, I'm my love language. We'll talk about in a couple of weeks. Yes, it's called physical touch. Yeah. Now, last night she comes home from grocery shopping and she's all excited to give me something because she's found that giving little gifts, as we're going to talk about today, for somebody like me, really speaks a love language. And she handed me this package <laughs> of, of dinosaur eggs, dragon eggs, dragon eggs. You yeah, get it right, dear. Not dinosaur eggs. And well, and yeah. she was all excited because she thought they were chocolate filled. Um, crunchy like uh, candy things from um, 
how to train your dragon. You know how they do that. They put a can they they do everything candy wise for the movies that are out. They have a deal with the net with the movie studio. Yeah. I, I didn't do as well with that gift though. No, I thought it was I, I thought it was really nice. Except they taste like wax. But I appreciate yeah. the thought. I thought that was really nice but that I, you would I got you a gift a couple like last week though that you liked. I did. You got me you got me a little I got you um, a geeky thing. You did. You got me this little tiny um uh, geek a, geek uh, uh, gadget duster. Yeah, it's it's it was called a gadget duster, and it mm-hmm. has these little like dreadlock little things that come off this little finger duster thing. Yeah, and it will go into like your keyboards and dust buttons, and because a man can never have too many buttons. It's true. Yeah. Of well, course, a geeky now, man, a geeky man can have never have too many. Flashing lights and buttons and yeah. knobs and of course now that gizmos. you have you're into the touch screen that doesn't really have buttons but it has pretend buttons. Pretend buttons. Touch screens are not pretend buttons. Well, well I guess they are. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. They don't have buttons that stick up. But yeah, you like gadgets. So the, it's a little gadget cleaner. I thought it was really cute. It was lime green and fuzzy. Okay. I I just as soon as I saw it I thought Rick needs that. And it was in my budget, so. All right. Well, that, anyway. That was helpful. Today to we're going to discuss the third love language, which is called uh, receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. Now, the very first one we covered was, um, what was the very first one we covered? We talked about words of affirmation. Oh, that's right. It was sticks and stones and words of affirmation. Then we covered mm-hmm. quality, uh, quality time. time. Now we're doing receiving gifts. Next week we'll talk about acts of service, and then the week after that, physical touch. Mm-hmm. Now, the author of this book... Not only is he a counselor, a Mm -hmm. psychologist or counselor, and a theologian. Did I say that right? Is he a theologian? Well, he took he took theology in college. I'm not sure if he's a theologian, though. This, I mean, well, he studied this, theology. This book and is he not a, psychology. It's, it's not necessarily a Christian no. book per se. I think it's just a communication, a book about communication. But, he does, but I do believe he's a he's, believer. He studied theology and he studied psychology, but he also studied another thing, which makes this particular love language interesting. Was this anthropology that he, or was yes, it, um, he studied anthropology and he went all over the world. Mm-hmm. And he went and studied different cultures. And this particular love language was common in all the cultures. That's true. Very common. It, and that is the, the giving and receiving of gifts. Yes. You know, when there's a wedding, there's the dowry People, and, right? and, and all that. Well, stuff. we don't have that anymore, but that is prevalent but, in some yeah, places still. But still, even in today's society... You know, the... The showers and the... Yeah, they have showers. They have um, wedding gifts that are brought to the wedding. Right. You know, usually the You give something to someone. And you're Mm -hmm. showing an expression of love for the couple. Mm Mm-hmm. And all around the world, though, that's... I mean, even in, like, tribal situations where, you know, um, the... I remember the lady that came and spoke one time at a church that we were at. Um, an older lady that had been with a tribe in Papua New Guinea. She'd been there over 20 years. Yeah, but yeah. but she when she first met them, and even through all out their time that she was with them, 
they were they were greatly offended if you did not receive the gift that they gave. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the gift that they gave you was a big green bug. Yeah, that they, you could they eat. Ate, they were delicacies. They had stuff. these really big caterpillars, and they were expected to eat them yeah. because it was a gift, and yeah. it would be rude not to receive the gift. So, <laughs> so she ate green slimy caterpillars. Well, and then, and then this is really the same. I mean, you think about when we went to our Mexico mission trip, mm-hmm. and I went several times with a group of teenagers. Um, we were told in our orientation across the border by the, the guide that took us in, um, they told us, you know, here's the deal. These people do not, where we're going into this village, these people do not have a lot of possessions or money. Mm-hmm. But what they do have, they're very generous with. So when they hand you the the food that they've cooked or the thing that they've made for you, if you turn up your nose and say, no, thank you, it's a great offense to them because mm-hmm. they are trying to express that they love you and they, mm-hmm. they they are thankful that you're here doing something for them. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we were not allowed to do was drink the water there because we could get really, really sick. And and they actually explained that to the folks beforehand. And we they, But they still would offer you to drink water and we would have to say, no, we have water already. But, but um, I remember in particular going up to this one house where th- this guy was so excited to show me his place. And when we got there... It was basically like a, a, a little out shed. Like the shed we have our Yeah, our like our lawnmower, lawnmower and stuff. And it was his house. And he had a couch and an old TV. And uh, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he had power there somehow. Mm-hmm. And and then they had these like, it looked like they had gone shopping at a, at a garage sale. And all their stuff didn't match. It was only two rooms. One was the sleeping room and one was the front room and which, had the kitchen in it. Which was also his business. Which too. is also <laughs> in the corner like was his, <laughs> he had a, a glass blowing business. Yeah. His name was Eliezer. Mm-hmm. And he was so proud to show me his home and so excited about it. And I felt bad for him. But you know what? We received what they gave to us. They were so excited to show us their home and have us in there. And we loved on them. And I could tell that this meant so much to him to be able to have us to his home and, and to uh, feed us some food and to say hi to us and thank us. Mm-hmm. And that's how they showed love. And you taught their kids how to say yabba dabba No, I didn't teach them. My oh. friend St- <laughs> Stephen uh, taught the little kids how to say yabba dabba do like because they, they had a Fred Flintstone cookie jar. Yeah. And they, I don't even know if they knew who Fred Flintstone Cookie Jar, what, you what know, who Fred was. No, they probably didn't. What the didn't. cartoon was about or anything. But, but Stephen did him. show him how to say yabba dabba yeah. do, which was you know, yabba dabba do. It was funny. It was cute. It was. Well, anyway, we're talking about the 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 gift or or the receiving of of lo- of of gifts being a love <laughs> language. Sorry, yeah. tongue tied there. And uh, and really universally, this is yes. the biggest expression of love that people give mm-hmm. is giving a, a gift or um, or some type of a token mm-hmm. of affection to people to show them that they love them. Now, not everybody is affected the same by that. Yeah, some are affected more by it than others. I, I mean, you you're that's more your I didn't even score at all on that on the test. Um, and it's not that I don't like So I'm never gifts. bringing you flowers anymore. Oh, well, I like flowers. <laughs> oh, go figure, huh? Well, I No think candy and flowers. I'm no not... Can- no gifts. Candy's not good for my figure. But anyway, um, I I think that that some people... There are other things that are more meaningful. And, and it's hard, too. Like, you asked me what I wanted for Mother's Day, and I don't know right. if you liked my answer. Here's her, here's her answer. Hey, Amy, what do you want for Mother's Day? And I said... Well, I really could use some help um, with the house and the yard. 
especially because I haven't got the edging done in the yard yet this year, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of projects and. And now with working full time, it's been hard for me to get out there and get them done. Yeah. And I don't know if you liked my answer very much. It'd be easier to go buy me a gift than to spend a yeah, whole day edging yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I, yard. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone gladly and gotten you petunias <laughs> or, or. But I was uh, smart this year. I went to Walmart and I bought my own flowers. Yeah, so. I noticed that you came home. You bought yourself <laughs> the gifts. Now, how does that work? Well, I don't know. Were you just, loving yourself? I. I, I was just wanting, I was just in the mood to get my window boxes and, and hanging wow. baskets done. I did the same thing by buying that little HD camera. Yeah, I spent a lot less on flowers. <laughs> Not when you add all it up and all the dirt and everything else. Well, no, I think it was let's, probably Let's get reality here. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I do like flowers, though. Yeah. And that that is often what you will get. You know, I often get that for Mother's Day or anniversaries. I'll get some flowers for the yard. Mm-hmm. Because you know I like them. Well, th- but this really is my love language. Mm-hmm. I and I don't know why it is, but I just uh, I I don't know. Maybe ever since I was a little kid, I've always enjoyed I always enjoyed birthdays and Christmas and those kind of things when somebody would think about what I and here this is an interesting thing. I'm not really into people being thoughtless about the gifts that they give me. I know, and that that makes it. Challenging for me because I know well, that can you, I tell really you why? want me to. You I'll tell you want why. me to really put I'll a tell lot you why. of thought it's in it. It's not necessarily the thing that I get. It's the thought behind it because, um, to me, I feel greatly loved when somebody thinks about me enough to go find something they think that I would really like. And let me tell you the difference with my parents. Now, mom, if you're listening, don't be mad at me for sharing this story. They've gotten you some things you really well, wanted through the years, but I'm, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. There have been times when mom would get me stuff that I needed because mm-hmm. moms do that. Yeah, moms do that. Socks, I, underwear, shirts. I, I tend to be very practical. Right. Moms think and, practical. And although I appreciate that, I'm kind of disappointed uh, uh, with that because I have to get those things anyway. But when, like, when my parents bought me the Montgomery Ward stereo record player and a couple of signal, uh, si- singles, 45s, I'm really dating myself from the local record store and they boxed that up and wrapped it up for Christmas. I almost fainted. Mm-hmm. I was just a little, I was young, probably just an early teenager. And I, my very first uh, 45 was hotel California. I remember setting up the, um, the record player in my room. It was stereo. It cranked. It was so, I was so blown away by that because it's not something my mom would necessarily, um, or my dad would necessarily uh, really get a thrill out of it, even though my mom likes music, dad does too. But they knew that I was so excited about music because I had a friend that I go over to his house and he played me all these records and stuff, and I just loved it. And they mm-hmm. got me one. And, and they, they bought you your first electric guitar. I was, that was too. my next one. They also really scored big time when I they think got. They me. regretted that though. They probably <laughs> did because I put on rock concerts in my room. Yeah. But but you got to understand what did I what did I feel like when I got those gifts that they had thought they thought a lot about it, mm-hmm. and and they were they weren't really cheap gifts, but they weren't super expensive either. Mm-hmm. But they took the time to think about what I really liked in life. And it encouraged me to go on to be a musician and to learn. And and now I use everything that they gave me like that Mm -hmm. meant so much to me because now I use that in my everyday life. And I not only use it, I enjoy it. 
And so, see, there that made me feel supported, made me feel loved, made me feel like they cared about me. And yet, if they would have said, let's just spend the day together going somewhere and hiking or something, I, I would have gone, well, okay. And that wouldn't mean as much to me. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Now, to you, it would be so opposite. Yeah. To me, I'm. it's not that I don't like gifts. I do. But to me, it would mean more to say, you know, I'm just going to spend the day with you. Let's, let's go on a hike and right. hold hands that would and mean have more a to picnic you together. To me. Yeah. And I'd be thinking, oh, I have so much to do and all this. You know, that'd be in my head. But isn't that interesting how mm-hmm. we both receive love differently? But you think about it. It doesn't have to be massive amounts of money that you spend for a gift. I, I consider when I get an email that's, uh, that's encouraging, I consider that a gift. Many times... When I'm having a really rough day and things, I'm just, maybe I made a mistake on something or somebody sent me a bad email that that ranked on something I was doing. When I get a compliment or something in the mail like that, that is a gift that just means so much to me Mm -hmm. because I feel loved and I feel encouraged. And I think that's one of the reasons that I, my personality is like that. I encourage people. I love on people. I pray for people because that's how I receive love. Now, not everybody responds the same to that. Well, I think your second love language that you scored highest, next highest, was words of affirmation, yes. wasn't it? So, yes, it was. So your first was gifts, gifts and the second receiving was gifts, yeah. receiving gifts, and the next is words of affirmation. Yeah. And my first was physical touch. Physical touch, and next was quality time and acts of service. Yeah. And your third was, was also acts of service. Acts of service. I thought too. that was interesting. So yeah. anyway, so it, it's just a proven fact that some people, when they get a little token of something, it, it just means so much. In the book that we're reading, uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, there's this one part in the receiving of gifts uh, thing where there's a couple who their marriage was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, the guy wasn't really communicating a whole lot. What didn't He thought that cards were stupid. I mean, you just read them and then you throw them away. And he just he just wasn't really into it. His wife, her love language was the receiving of gifts, but he didn't know mm-hmm. this. So they went to the seminar and they heard Gary preach, or not preach, he taught at the seminar mm-hmm. about relationships. They heard him. And then the next week, every day, he did just a little tiny gift here or there. Uh, one time he bought pizza. For the family, and he had never done that, and he'd before. never done that before, and brought it home for dinner, and told, and called mm-hmm. her and said, "Hey, how about if I bring home a pizza tonight? You just work so hard. Why don't we? I just bring that home, and we'll enjoy that." Not only did the family think that was awesome, but the wife was like, uh, "What have you done to my husband?" Well, and I think he even bought some things for the kids too. He did. And- he started to realize that there are some people. Mm-hmm. that that re- react and respond and feel loved when they get a little special thing. And he wasn't spending a massive amount of money. I mean, he even bought a, a card for the first time since they were married. Yeah, oh, they well, went on a date. No, they went out for dinner for the first time since they've been married because yeah, I think, and, he didn't realize how important it was. they have been married like 10 years and, and he... Um, five years. Or was it five years? Yeah. Okay. Well, he been, they've been married for quite a while and... He was really frugal, which I can identify with to a certain yeah, th- degree. And this is what, an interesting because, story. Yeah. Because, you know, Rick and I have, I've had challenges in the past because um, to me, I was raised that you're supposed to save money, not spend it. You only spend money on what you need. Right. And you don't just throw away money. I grew up right. on a family farm where we worked really, really hard for the little amount of money we got. Right. So we were we were frugal. We were careful with how we mm-hmm. spent money. We were not wasteful. And so to me, um, you know, I've gotten so I do buy cards 
But for me, it, sometimes it's hard to spend $3 on a card when I think, boy, that's just a waste of money. But but I know that it means something to you. So I do try to, I look, right. I look a long time and try to find a meaningful you, card. Something thoughtful <laughs> or something like that. And to, but, but to me, I, you know, I'm gone. I'm fine and that if was I the don't case get with, a card that, really most that, of the time. And that was the, the just of the, the example that he gave in the mm-hmm. book is that this guy just thought, gosh, that's kind of silly, you know. Yet at the same time. His wife didn't get, she wasn't raised that way. And yeah. to her, it was more of a, she just thought he didn't really love her or something, yeah. you know? Anyway, he worked it out. And mm-hmm. now at least once a week, he brings her a little gift mm-hmm. and he's far more attentive to how she, she feels love. And as a result yeah. of it, their marriage is completely different. Well, and it was interesting that all along he felt that she loved him because yep. she cleaned the house and took it's, care of the kids and his she, love and language. And a good cook and everything. And yeah, he really loved love that. his love language was acts of service. So yeah. because she... She already did that. She already did that for he, him. He didn't feel that the marriage had any problem. Yeah, he but was you know, so I, happy. But. Now, this is not in the book, but I've heard this many times and, and even in counseling people over the years. There are a lot of men that come home to notes written by their wife that say, that this is it, it's over. And they have no clue. And they didn't have any clue yeah. at all. They, they, she had been probably trying to tell him for years or for months, and he just didn't pick up on it. And it's because of this whole idea of love languages. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just aren't. They don't realize that they that uh, the other person is just not the same as them. Mm-hmm. And when once you figure that out, then you're not clueless anymore. And it, it's not easy, but I think it's very necessary if you want to communicate well. You want to have a good and quality life then it's good to be a little bit more aware of the people around you and how they receive love. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, I think this book is really good. You can even get it on, on um, you can get the book on Amazon, but you can download, download it on it. iTunes yeah. for like seven bucks. It's cheap for about mm-hmm. a four hour book, audio book. And, and make sure you get the right one. It's called The Five Love Languages with the number five. The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. The Secrets to Love That Lasts. And it, it's really, really good, and yeah. we really, 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 really recommend it. Mm-hmm. But if your if your love language is gift receiving, um, I thought this was really good out of this chapter. Don't try to read the mind of your partner, because see, sometimes we get it wrong of what they might like or whatever, or maybe we're not good at this. Like yeah. that, that um, dragon candy. Was no, I probably would have liked it if it was like Hershey's <laughs> or something. But this was like yeah. made at the wax place or something i don't like waxy chocolate either i'm sorry it's okay they they were cute i thought they were cute i just i know you like geeky things i'll feed them to the dog you're not i'm just joking to the dog but she does love it the ultimate (laughs) ultimate slap in your face no i wouldn't do that but um well i don't believe in being wasteful so feed them to the dog i think with with any with with any of the love languages that we're talking about if you if you combine it with communication then you're going to have some success. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people are listening to the series right off the bat here on the podcast and then going out and trying to do stuff right away when I think you just need, I mean, that's good. That's great if you're picking up. But I think you need to take the test, the assessment. It's free at mm-hmm. at um, five, the number five, lovelanguages.com. You can take the assessment and then figure out what your love language and then take it for your spouse or for your boss or somebody and try to figure out what they <laughs> You know, well, you may not get completely accurate, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but you can kind of look and see what, then, what their eyes light com- up. Exactly. With, you Combine know? it with communication. So in other words, if you suspect that your spouse may have the love language of receiving gifts, 
Well, then you need to do a little experimenting and find mm-hmm. out if they do. And, and communicate. Don't, don't just completely surprise them off the thing, but communicate with them. Ask what they like. When, you're, when you be listening to them as they're talking, boy, I'd really like to try that one, that one restaurant out. Or, boy, I haven't had this in a long time. Or, and then store that up mm-hmm. and then surprise them. And do something a little zany, you know? And it doesn't have to be always money. I mean, sometimes it'll be just going out for a soda or just sitting in the park watching the sunset or going out to the beach and watching the sunset or wherever you live. You know, there might be a special place in the town that you could go, just go sit with that person. Or uh, there's just so many. I mean, I can't name all the things that you could do as a gift to somebody. But um, a lot of times, um, the gift of just your presence is important. There's another story in the book that, what do you think about this one? This was interesting. There was a a lady that said, my husband loves softball more than me. And you said, my husband loves Star Trek more than me. (laughs) Yeah, or music or, yeah. Or or I'm a a studio widow. Yeah, I've said that before. Because when you get into a project, sometimes I will, you know, not see you for weeks at a time. Right. (laughs) Almost. weeks, hours. Yeah. But anyway, she was having a baby and, and, um. The the guy, the husband came to the hospital for the birth of the baby, but about two hours later, he went and played softball and she mm-hmm. was ticked about that. And when he got back, she was so mad and, and he couldn't understand why she's so mad. He was there for the birth. He was there for her, you know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, but then what, and then something happened. I can't remember who had passed away. Was it a grandma or a the aunt or, or something? There was a funeral in the family. But he anyway. went to the funeral. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they got to the reception, he stayed for a little bit and then he went and played softball. Mm-hmm. And she was still ticked about it 15 years later. Yeah. And when they sat down with Gary, the guy that wrote the book, and they were talking about it, um, he asked the lady, why were the wife, why were you so upset with him? He did go. You know, she said, I just wanted the gift of his presence. I, I needed him. And, and she, <laughs> he said, well, did you tell him that? She goes, well, no, because he loves softball so much. I just let him go. And, and, uh, I said, well, you didn't communicate with him, you know? And then, so she asked the, the, or he asked the husband, what was going through your mind? Why would you leave like that? He goes, well, I wanted to go and tell my, all my softball buddies about the birth of the baby and show them pictures. And he was all excited. He was, he didn't see anything wrong with it. And he didn't know that, that she just wanted his presence. That was a gift to her. Mm-hmm. So, so they forgave each other for the feelings that they had and everything. And then they became really good at communicating by saying something like this. Um, honey, tomorrow is that funeral, and I just I'd really like to be able to have that day with you. Can we just spend the day together? I really mm-hmm. need that that gift of your presence. And that's how they began to communicate. One person in particular in the book that I thought was interesting um, said that they um, they needed time to go. Was it to a funeral or something? I can't remember what it was. But the boss said, "Well, you can have two hours off, but then you have to be back at work." And their spouse said to them, "No, I need you all day." I need you to be here all day. So they went mm-hmm. back to their boss and they said, you know, my husband really needs me all day tomorrow. So um, I need to work that out. The boss said, well, if you take all day, I'll fire you. And, you know, she had the guts to say to the boss, she said, well, you know what? I appreciate my job and I really like it here. But my husband is far more important to me than my job. So do what you need to do. But I'm taking tomorrow off. That's how much she valued. And she told that to her husband. Now, what do you think he felt? Mm-hmm. You know, he felt like, wow, my wife loves me. I'm sure he was scared to death she was going to lose her job. But, but you know what I mean? she didn't lose her job, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was really interesting. You know, how far will you go to really, you know, show love to your spouse or to those people that are close to you? It's, it's, it's just a very important thing. And in this case, sometimes it's not a, a, a physical gift. 
Sometimes it's just the gift of your presence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be quality time. I mean, it's just that you're there for them. And I've thought about that. That's something you you don't think you do really well with the gift thing, but you do really well with it because um, for all these years, all the different things that I've been into, the music, the concerts, the preaching, the the counseling, the dramas, and the the music, you've always been there for me and you've helped me. I'm a and gold. that is a gift of your I'm presence. I'm a golden retriever. You, that's a whole other can of worms you just opened up. <laughs> and that doesn't make any well, sense to I'm anybody. what I'm saying is that I'm... There, I'm a faithful person and I'm supportive like a, a faithful dog but you got about the, being with you. Right. I wouldn't call you a golden retriever. <laughs> I don't think you're a dog. But, but but I would say this. I would say that the gift of your presence means more to me yeah. than you realize. Oh, well, thank you. So you're really good at that. You're way better at speaking my love language than I am at speaking yours. And I need to be better, though, at explaining to you what I need because... Mm-hmm. um. I've gotten a little bit better. I'll say sometimes, I I just would like you to like, let me sit by you and have you touch my arm. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but but sometimes I just need a little. Can bit I touch of, more than your arm? Um, this is a rated G podcast. Oh, okay, all right, okay. okay. So let's keep it G. I was saying, yeah, I could stroke your hair, or I could hold your hand, or I could, yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. Um, (laughs) so anyway um but yeah communication is important i've got a great idea what What do you think about me learning how to do the vulcan mind meld i could learn that and then i would know your needs honey yeah i know that you don't believe this what but star trek is make-believe that wasn't true blasphemy if I if I could only Vulcan mind meld, but you can't. I'm not Vulcan anyway. But but it has to be possible for you to know your wife because it's a commandment in the Bible. How's that? The Bible says to live with your wife with understanding. And it wouldn't say that if I couldn't. Yeah, so it must be possible. I might be able to understand. Might take a lot of work, you, but it might take all my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Thanks it's easy or not any work. You have to communicate. To get to know, understand your wife. Well, you have there's to listen. Yeah, but if your spouse has the the if if they feel loved by getting gifts, then there's little things you can do: notes, uh, favorite candy bar, a nice walk, a date for a soda, ice cream, or dinner, a romantic view while the sun sets. Blah blah blah. You can you well, can brainstorm and, all these different and things and find out what they married, like. If you're not married, if you're not married, this can apply to any family member or friend or coworker. You know, because everyone needs to feel loved and appreciated. Absolutely. And I think that um, it's just important really for that personal touch. And to I, I think mostly it means that somebody thought about me. That's why that's how I feel very loved when somebody thinks about me. Uh, is there anything that I've actually given you that you've really liked through the years? Oh, my gosh. So many things, dear. It, it's hard. I don't sometimes. know how to put it all into you. Sometimes I think it's more that you allow me to get certain things. Yeah, you know, because sometimes... That's kind of like gift-giving, because for years, you you just, uh, just, you you did more work than I did, raising the kids and homeschooling them and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You put a lot into that, so so if we had money together, you know, you'd let me buy something, or, you, I mean, you gave me a keyboard, my my second synthesizer when we got married. It was my wedding present to you, was yeah. a keyboard. 
Yeah. And so on and so forth. So, yeah, you've given me some really cool things over the years that I really, really appreciate it. But like I say, mostly it's just been that you've been there for me and, and your presence. You you show me love a lot by just being there for me. And that's it's a huge gift. I couldn't ask for something better. I mean, that's fantastic. Of course, let me see. Um, Star Trek DVDs. Uh, those have been good. Uh, let me see what else has been some of the most fabulous. Well, I mean, going to the Star Trek experience at the Las Vegas Hilton was fa- fantastic. That was the best gift ever. Did you like when I went to the sci-fi museum with you? Yeah, that was good too. That was good too. Um, I enjoyed that weekend. Yeah. Do you well, know, for different reasons, we actually hung out together for like a whole two days with yeah, no yeah. like distractions. It that was, was great. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, lots of, lots of really cool things you've given me over the years and, uh, yeah. I think I think to some extent everyone likes getting gifts. Yeah. But some are actually wired in a way that they feel love and acceptance through those gifts. Well, Something special. And part of that is the way people are raised. Like your family were were big into giving gifts. I know, you know the the book says that that's not necessarily true. Not always, but but the way you're raised does Well, have I think an I influence. I do think that there are people in my family that receiving of gifts is important. My mom, my mm-hmm. grandma, my grandpa Moyer actually always, when he came out would bring us a box of candy because mm-hmm. his love language was gifts. And stuff. I had and an uncle who was, who like was into too. gift giving, like yeah. growing up, almost all of our gifts from my parents were very practical because we had he always a gave the family. fun things yeah and, and he was the one that i got like the pendant with the little diamond yeah. chip in it with my initial or the hair dryer right. or you know like mm-hmm. gadgety things or luxury yeah. things my yeah. parents you know they had a, a big family so we usually got a coat or something for christmas and just one sure. gift sure. and you know so my family really weren't that gift centered um but so that's just we were raised a lot differently yeah. that way. But my uncle was a bachelor, and he had you know he liked to he liked to splurge, show, splurge and, and spoil us. I loved my uncle. Well, I mean, I you think do. about it the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate gift giver ever, and I think this is why it's internationally the biggest love language and the way people show love is God, because mm-hmm. God's love language is giving and receiving. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, the most popular scripture in the whole wide world ever and throughout eternity is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. That's a huge gift. Yeah. And God God cares about every single person so much. I mean, that's why we feel loved when we when we rec- when we receive things when we people think about us cuz God thought about us. And it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of part of our makeup. Yeah. Of of humanity's well, makeup. And, and the Bible says we are created in God's image. So that aspect, that character of God that wants to bless people and show love by giving, yeah. it has been put in the heart of mankind. It really has. Um and womankind. And womankind. Yeah. I love that. Let me give the definition real quick and then okay. we're going to close. Uh, um, well, actually, we need to read our Facebook. Yeah, thing. I'll, I'll get, get that ready. You read um, receiving of gifts. This is what the author says it means. Don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and the effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you were known and you are cared for and that you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. So that's what how the author puts the the receiving 
gifts. So we just encourage you um, to take that test at uh, fivelovelanguages.com and see if you are one or somebody in your life is and, and then do accordingly and watch how your communication changes. Okay, let's take a look at, uh, before we go, let's real quick, we took a Facebook poll and I asked, how do you, what, what did I, how did I ask it? Impromptu question, what is the most thoughtful gift someone could give you? Okay, and what did you get? What did, what did we get? We have a lot of good answers. Okay, um, we'll do those and then we'll pray. Okay, says, Lori says, freedom to be my own person without regret. Oh, that's cool. That's nice when people accept you. Yes. That's good. Um, Angie says, oh, that's easy. I love you hug. The, and I love you hug. I love you hug. So she's kind of like me. I'm a, I like getting yeah. a gift of a hug. Yeah. A gift doesn't have to be an object. Sometimes a hug can really make your day. Jessica says, the gift of life. Mm-hmm. It's the most thoughtful thing. That's very true. Uh, Michelle says, um, a live-in maid. Hallelujah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. What's, I, what does Alicia say? I feel like I have two full-time jobs. <laughs> you do? Yes. What does um, Alicia say? Okay, one didn't have to ask. One I didn't, one have, I didn't to. have to ask for, but always really wanted. That That is a thoughtful gift. Yeah. Yeah, if you know that person, like we talked about today, you know, if you know that person mm-hmm. really well, you, you do something for them or you get something for them that you know they'd really like, but they'd never ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah said something really good. She said, uh, their support, for example, last Friday, Andrew really wanted to hang out with my brother and sister-in-law, uh, with me, but I had been training for the 5k. She ran a 5k marathon on Saturday, which was really early for, um, for three months, even though Andrew had a, a rough week and really wanted to take it easy and hang out. He gave me his support and love on race day instead of being upset that he didn't get to do what he wanted to do. That meant the world to me. Mm-hmm. That's really, that. that's awesome. That's so, what we talked about that's today. That's kind of what that's you said love. about yeah. me, that I give you support and that's Absolutely. a gift. It is a gift. William said, to let me lead them to the Lord. I always tear up when I get the get that most awesome feeling. That's very cool, too. Uh, salvation is a cool thing, and it's fun to lead somebody uh, to meet our best friend, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Sunshine says, their friendship. The older I get, the more I'm learning what real friendship is and that it's hard to find. It's true. It's very true. That's kind of the bad part of life sometimes when you realize there are far and few friends. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I don't know who I read their post the other day, and I totally agreed with it. They said, you know, oh, was, uh, uh, my friend named Cindy, um, she wrote down um, something about you have a lot of friends when you have a lot of money and things that they mm-hmm. want, but when when you go through the really tough times, you find out who your really who your real friends are when you don't have all that prosperity. You'll you know when you're not in a position. We found that out as mm-hmm. when we were pastors. Well, we had friends all over the place coming out of the woodwork, and then when we resigned being pastors, it's like what we have a couple left, and that's it. Yeah. Compared to these, you know, we thought, wow, we have we so many. We used to friends. get phone calls like all, all the, time, the time and, and invites, now, yeah, and all now these different things. I have things. like two friends that call <laughs> me up, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I thought they were our friends, but in reality, there's there really is. It's mm-hmm. it's um. It's really good when you find a good friend. You know, I, I think about, I hope I'm not getting off too much, but... Well, we got to end. We got to end, too but, late. but um, really quick, my mom had a friend that had been a good friend since, like, grade school, uh-huh. and um, my, my dad died young, and, 
and um, they had gotten married. The two couples had gotten married and had been in each other's weddings just two weeks apart. And when my mom's best friend um, had her 50th wedding anniversary, my mom being a widow, they invited her to their 50th wedding anniversary Aww. dinner. And I just thought that was that's so sweet. sweet. I mean, yeah. that's a true friend. A true friend, yeah. Um, Teta said their friendship. That's the most thoughtful gift mm-hmm. she can think of. And then last? Lisa says a maid. <laughs> she said a maid too. I think that's a popular that one. Is. And, and buddy, if you're listening, you better get her somebody to help with the housework. Yes. And they have a big family. They so. do have a, at a big house. Yeah. So. so yeah, it's, you know, the more kids you have, I know the Bible says this one verse that cracks me up. It says, where there is an ox, um, there is a mess. I'm, I'm using my own paraphrase, but, yeah. but much profit comes from the ox. So anyway, if you if you have children and a husband and all that, you're going to have a mess at home, you know, if you live there. But but there's a blessing to having. That. I'm not saying that your kids and husband are like yeah like cows, but yeah. uh, Kenny said on Twitter, uh, true friendship is the best gift, uh, the most thoughtful gift that anybody mm-hmm. can give. Um, I have so many answers on Twitter that I'm not able to find them all. Um, and I really wanted to read some of them, but I, I asked two questions yesterday and got, I got them all mixed up. Well, your Twitter is so big because you have like three columns. Yeah. Well, that's normal. Honey. Is that normal? I guess I haven't done Twitter for a long time. When yeah. I did it, there's only one column. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh gosh, I wish I really you have could. have a lot uh, more Twitter friends than I did. Though. I wish I could read them though. I want to end with that, but oh, they're so good too. Oh, let me see if I can get there. Do you have anything you want to talk about while I get there? Um, let's, I well, said we, we saw that the two most popular answers are friendships oh, no, no. and maids. <laughs> yeah, friendships and maids. That's right. You know, and um, I don't, I can't afford a maid at this point in my life. But one of my, actually, two of my closest oh, here's, friends here's have one. helped me clean before. <laughs> this is really good one. Um, uh, Moad said um, the Christmas before my parents divorced, they gave me a box of love. At the time, I thought it was really dumb. But now I cherish it. Aww. It was the most thoughtful gift that she had received. And um, King Link Sr. said uh, that he agreed with Kenny that true friendship is the only way to go. And um, uh, I don't know how to say. El Webanata said, recently my friends showed me they really care about me. That's all I need to be happy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? And uh, let, here, this one is good. NS, um, NS Scapper. I think is how you say uh, her says the most thoughtful gift to get from me would be a fruit basket or flowers, things I wouldn't get myself. And uh, so through those, we got uh, some really nice answers there. So anyway, okay, so let's uh, let's end things now and tell you that next week we are going to be talking about. I need to get back to my Gmail just a second. Oh, you don't know what we're talking about Okay, I I will in a second. My wife. My wife. It is Acts of Service. Yes, and we're going to call the podcast, um, uh, Let Me Do That For You. Mm -hmm. Let Me Do That For You. One of my favorite books that that is about an Episcopalian priest, Jan Karen's books, and he always said, consider it done. Ah, that's nice. Consider it done. You can talk about that next week then. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's pray. All right. Father, I thank you for every person that has listened today. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be like you, a giver, 
somebody that would recognize the the language of love in in our partner, in our spouse, in our in our uh, relationships, and and then help us to act accordingly and give us creative ways that we can show people that we love them by the little gifts that we might get them. And Lord, if we're a, a person that is a that feels loved by gifts, then then I pray God that you help us to communicate and not to take it so selfish, but to uh, to go with the flow and and really just live out our lives the way that you want us to. Thank you again for all that you've done for us. And thank you, Lord, for sending your son to die on the cross for us and to raise again from the dead. What an ultimate gift that showed us how much you love us. And uh, we thank you for everything now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. That's it. We're done. You know how to say the ending? Um, I think so. This has been an Moyer Multimedia LLC recording or production production um all rights reserved copyright Copyright 2010 i'd never forget to take him with you the treks in sci-fi podcast stand by to receive our transmission Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com.
Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother.